Today I'm going to talk about how long it takes to learn a language. It's a question that I get all the time and I'm going to do it with specific reference to the U.S. Foreign Service Institute list of different languages and how long it takes to learn them based on their more than 75 years of experience of teaching languages to U.S. Foreign Service personnel. First of all, I will go over the list of languages by difficulty as you know, it appears on their website. Second of all, I'm going to address the level that they claim you can achieve with this amount of time spent studying these different languages. The third thing I'm going to talk about is how the time is spent. Like what are the actual activities, classroom or otherwise, that lead to these results? Fourth, I want to look at some of the factors within the languages themselves that make these languages easier or more difficult. And finally, some of the factors that are outside the vocabulary or structure of the language, but which affect how easy or difficult it is to learn these languages. Let's look at the list of languages by difficulty. So they have category one and they claim that with their method of instruction, you can achieve what they call S3, R3 or something. It equates to B2, C1 in the European framework. Now let's look at the different languages they talk about. So category one to them are the easiest languages. And again, this is from the perspective of an English speaker. So in that first category, we see that we have Afrikaans, we have Danish, we have Norwegian, French, Dutch, Spanish, all the sort of supposedly easy to learn for English speakers, European languages. And this is 24 weeks. So 24 weeks, about five months. French is considered a little more difficult. So it goes up to seven months, largely because it's more difficult to pronounce. And the writing system is less what's called transparent, more opaque, more inconsistent. So my first question is, if that's the case, why is Danish at the same level of Swedish? Danish is extremely difficult to pronounce. The writing system is not at all transparent, unlike Swedish. Han laver mad til sultne kunder. Kunderne kommer fra mange forskellige lande. When I was in Copenhagen, the taxi drivers, many of whom are from India or the Middle East, and those people are pretty good normally at learning languages. They've all given up on Danish, you know, it's just impossible. They can read it, but they can't speak it and they can't understand it. So right off the bat, I'm a little bit surprised. Romanian, yeah, it's structurally different from, to some extent, from the other Romance languages, but I found it easy to learn. So I wouldn't quibble with that list. I'll get to the subject of level later on. Category two then, they sort of put German in the category by itself. And yet it's kind of given the same amount of like 30 weeks or seven months as French. And, and the reason given is that you have verbs come at the end of the sentence and you have the declensions, you know, noun and adjective declensions, which don't exist in the languages in group one. So that may or may not be the case. Then we move on to category three. And I should say that I have learned languages in category one and category two, and I will comment on my experience. Category three then languages, I have to admit that I have not learned Indonesian, Swahili, Malaysian. We have all three languages at link. I haven't attacked them. I have heard that they are easy to learn because the writing system is transparent. It's the Latin alphabet, so fairly regular, but I can't comment because I haven't tried to learn them. Then in category four, here we're going to 44 weeks, which is getting closer to uh, 10 months. And we have a whole bunch of languages, some of which I have learned or tried to learn like Persian and Russian and Greek or Hindi, which I'm about to embark on sometime this year. So I'm encouraged to see that it's considered, uh, you know, approachable. I'm a bit skeptical because some of these languages have 
completely different writing systems and to me that is always a major obstacle but they have their experience and so they consider these to be not the most difficult category and finally category 5 88 weeks are getting close now to 20 months and these are all languages that I have learned or have tried to learn Arabic Cantonese Mandarin Japanese Korean and the idea there that it's a close to two-year task I have to admit that I learned Mandarin to that level the level they're talking about in nine or ten months full-time like similar to the FSI program which I'll get into and Japanese largely on my own based on knowing Chinese characters struggled with Korean and Arabic and uh, I'll get into that a little bit later as well so that then is the list and I think you'll find it interesting to look at these if you're contemplating studying a language if you want to go to the language that's easiest that might be a motivating factor I don't think it's a big motivating factor the second point is the level they promise that you're going to be at B2 I don't think that's possible to get to a B2 C1 level it's not just being able to produce a few things or understand movies bits and pieces maybe 50 60 70 percent now B2 is a high degree of fluency you can speak with people they don't have to adjust what they're saying down to your level it's comfortable in both directions that takes a while it takes longer than this time there is this idea that languages have to gestate you know I am better in all the languages that I speak better now than when I studied them even if I haven't spent a lot of time studying them or listening to them or using them subsequently languages continue to gestate so whether it be German after seven months or uh, Russian after 10 months I just have trouble with the idea that you can achieve basically a B2 C1 level I know people for example when I lived in Tokyo who took the FSI Japanese language course in Yokohama and they went there for two years and in many cases I was not very impressed with their level of Japanese so now this brings in other factors which I'll talk about later on and which have more to do with the learner than with the system itself let's move on to the third subject so they talk about 24 weeks or 30 weeks of instructional time so let's look at how the time is spent again from one of these websites they spend five hours in groups of three students and one tutor five hours a day and then they have massive amounts of audio that they can listen to if they want other material that they can use but there's five hours a day of instruction my own experience when I was learning Chinese I think five hours is a lot because it's very tiring well I was one-on-one -on -one, but even three-on-one it's tiring and you do need a lot of time on your own with the language to listen and read and to acquire words and to explore writing in the language and so forth so you have this threshold where it's good to be pushed because if you're entirely on your own you might lose your motivation or flag or do something that's not so useful whereas you're in the classroom you're forced to, to do something you're forced to listen you're forced to speak three hours a day to me is ideal five hours is too much but another thing is if you look at the FSI course a lot of it is based on drills it's all an unnatural interaction with the language it is effective and anything you do with the language is going to you know help you acquire the language to some extent but my experience is that the more of a sort of meandering learning from different content and interesting things getting used to the language in different situations is kind of at least for me more motivating and maybe just as effective as sitting in a classroom being drilled and I'm sure it's not exclusively that I'm sure there's also conversation there are also other things that are done in the classroom that are useful however it is time taken away from self-study and I think what has changed in the world of language learning is the abundance of language learning content 
you are no longer dependent on the drills from the FSI cores. Even insofar as when I was studying Chinese, they had excellent textbooks and they had, uh, you know, current political material that I was learning from. Lao Zampian, the three famous essays by Mao, anything. But now you can get totally up-to-date language content on any subject of interest to you. You can import it into Link if you want. You can carry it with you. This morning I got up and I was uh, making breakfast and cleaning up. All the while I'm listening, I'm listening to MTV Lebanon, which I have then used, you know, the browser extension at Link to import in the Link. I'm going to go back in there and look up the words. I mean, there's so much more stuff available. And if you're spending five hours a day in a, a sort of very tiring, exhausting drill type situation, it is taking away from the time that you can spend on your own. So let's look at the factors that affect the difficulty of different languages. Obviously the biggest factor is similarity in a word. If it's the same writing system, right away that makes it easier. Indonesian is going to be easier than Persian because Persian is written in the Arabic script. So familiarity of the writing system is big. But even in different writing systems, you have alphabets versus other kinds of systems. So Cyrillic alphabet or the Greek alphabet is almost parallel to the Latin alphabet. So while it's different, it's easier to get used to. To that extent, uh, another phonetic script like uh, Hangul in Korean is, is consistent, is transparent, but it's more different. So that's going to make it more difficult because the brain, you know, is most comfortable with things that it's used to. And when it has to learn new things, it's just a little more difficult. I mean, obviously when you get into Japanese where you have ideograms and then you have syllabaries where it's not an alphabet, but it's syllabary. These all, all are things that it takes a while for the brain to get used to. Even if we understand how the writing system works, I have found that it takes a long time to get used to. Very early on in learning Russian, I realized that what I take to be a P in Russian is an R. Easy to understand. You see that? Okay, I understand that. And yet for the longest time when I would see the letter, what looks to me like a P and what I'm used to being a P, in other European languages, in fact, in Russian is R. It takes a long time to get used to that. So all these things take a long time to get used to, longer than, in many cases, the time allotted here in the FSI program, in my experience. So similarity of writing system, similarity of vocabulary is obviously another big factor. So the more similar the vocabulary is, the easier it's going to be. But there are other factors, one of which is the regularity or the transparency of the writing system. And I mentioned the issue with, with Danish and with English for that matter, or even with Greek or even with Arabic, where it's not necessarily, you know, what you see is what you get. Like Spanish, for example, Spanish has got to be easier than French because Spanish is so regular in its writing system. And then we have structures in the language. Personally, I find that uh, patterns in a language like Japanese or Korean, just that the pattern is different. I have an easier time getting used to, whereas trying to remember the details of the endings for different cases in languages like German or Slavic languages, I find more difficult. Again, I can understand it. I understand why the case works that way, but trying to remember those case endings when speaking, I find very difficult. So that's an element of difficulty, those sort of idiosyncrasies of the language. And finally, aspects of the language that are not specific or to the language itself, but which influence how easy the language is, of course, starts with the motivation of the learner. If you are very motivated to learn a language for whatever reason, that language is right off the bat going to be easier to learn than a language you're not motivated to learn. That's an extremely important factor. 
Another important factor which is related to the issue of motivation is the availability of interesting content. Interesting content means motivation. So someone learning English, there is an abundance of content. Arabic, less so. Another issue with Arabic, of course, which is, again, it's not structurally part of the language, but it makes it more difficult, and that is that there are different forms of Arabic. Uh, Egyptian Arabic, uh, you know, Iraqi Arabic, Levantine Arabic. So you're kind of, sort of constantly bouncing around from one form of the language to the other. I find that difficult. Those kinds of things influence the difficulty level of a language. I'm finding Arabic difficult, but I'm staying with it. I think that's perhaps the final point. When we're saying, you know, how long does it take to learn? I always come back with, do you enjoy the language? The idea is to get into something that we enjoy, stay with it. Some languages are going to take longer. If we enjoy them, we don't mind them taking longer. I think we need to be realistic about how long it takes. You're unlikely to reach this B2 level after five or seven months, based on my experience. But you can certainly get a really good start in a language, sort of a springboard, so that that language will always be with you and you can continue to improve it. And I think that should be the goal, to get to a decent level, a springboard, a solid level from which you can continue to progress in the language. So there you have it, my take on the FSI language difficulty issue. And you'll see here I've touched on this subject before in a couple of previous videos. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.